Welcome to the Modern CPA Success Show, where we're 100% focused on helping accounting firms achieve success. If you're an accounting firm owner who wants to learn how to provide virtual CFO services, then this podcast is for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Our guest today, as you can see from her background, for those that are watching our video, probably have the most creative name of any of our guests. So um, the name of her company is Say Yes to Profits, and her name is Octavia Connor. So I'm going I'm to start there. I want to hear your backstory, but I also want to hear the backstory of the name and how you came up with that. So welcome to the show, and I'd love to hear more. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, The backstory of the name. So the name of the company used to be Smart Accounting Services, but I always wanted to do more than accounting. And I never could really at the time explain that they, you know, people that would come wanted me to do their bookkeeping and taxes. That was it. Um, So they couldn't understand why I wanted to consult with them. So I was like, I really need to change the name. And I was walking around my office and I was saying to myself, well, what do I want business owners to do? What do I want them to have? What do I want the results to be? And I was playing around with a couple of different names and it just kind of popped in my head. And I was like, I want them to say yes to profits. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, say yes to profits. So I just went with that. That's it, pretty much. Awesome. All your clients say yes to profit now? Yeah. they're, They're all profitable, making lots of money, I hope. Um, So is that kind of your focus then? Did you kind of take a shift for us? I know we kind of developed, we called it profit profit focused accounting. And I know there's books out there like Profit First. I think profit resonates well with everybody. You know, that's the whole point of being in business is to, you know, be bigger than yourself and and hopefully turn a profit and do those kind of things. But how do you help them? You know, because you said that at first they were talking about like bookkeeping and and taxes. So how are you helping them, you know, define and get to those profits? So great question. So one of the things I realized is that profit in the marketplace is like a buzzword. Um, But in order to generate a profit, the correct way, you need to have cash flow in your business. But at the time, I really didn't feel like cash flow was a buzzword. So one of the ways that we help our business owners is that we tell them the ultimate goal is for you to say yes to profits. But in order to say yes to profits, you have to take these baby steps. And the baby steps is making sure that your service and products are priced for profit. The baby steps are making sure that you have an excess of cash flow. And then once we put all of that in place and your service model is correct, then you can say yes to profits. So So it's about getting a mental shift in place first. Yes, yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm definitely asking some follow-up questions on that because I know we talk a lot about process and in the meetings you have, but I, I want to hit on something you said earlier. Originally, you said, you know, you try to have these consulting conversations with your clients and they would look at you sideways. They'd be like, what are you, what are you doing? This isn't your job. And then um, how long did it take you to, to make that shift to the point where your clients were coming to you for that and you had more, a lot of clients knocking on your door looking for that? 
So I had to reposition myself. So I went through a rebranding process, whereas before I've been doing marketing videos for several years. And I was only at the time just discussing bookkeeping and how to keep your books in order and things like that. So what I did, I started to provide actual strategies on financial management and cash flow and profits. So then when someone would want to speak with me, that is what I would talk about. And I would actually tell them the bookkeeping that's a byproduct that's the small amount that's the foundation but our main goal is to help you in this area and after a while I mean of course you have some people that still wanted just bookkeeping and after a while I had to be bold enough to tell them that that's not all that we do and if that is what they're looking for we're not the company for them but it, it, it took some time yeah oh yeah I mean early on I think that that's that rings true to most folks in the space. You take just you know anybody that'll pay you, right? And then you try to make people that you knew probably right out of the gate weren't weren't the ideal client. Try to you know mold them into that, and it just never works out. So it's really great whenever you get to an opportunity where you can do that. I mean, you know, and, and just kind of a shameless plug for the VCFO course. I know you know you've been in there, a great voice. I mean, what are some of the things that that you're doing um, now, or is there anything really that the course has helped you kind of craft or think about a little bit different in terms of your delivery? Yes, um, and I actually plan to do a video testimony for the course um, because I've had a couple of accountants reach out to me. I guess they knew or know that I'm in the course and they wanted to get the results of it, but the software that you all have introduced my firm to have enabled us to provide virtual CFO services seamless. So before we were using a lot of spreadsheets and spreadsheets, you know, if one person does something wrong to the formula, it can knock the entire spreadsheet out. So then I would have to spend days going back and fixing it. And it was just a headache. And the course has allowed us to find different softwares that when we now um, conduct uh, financial sessions with our clients, it's so easy. Like it takes us, whereas before it would take us like a day or two to prepare for the meeting. Now I could probably do it like within the two hours before the meeting and have everything good to go. So that's one of the greatest benefits of the course. And another great benefit, I love the fact that we do the fireside chats and you all are so open and willing to just share information. You all just kind of, I feel like you kind of just give the information away and it has helped so much because I ask a lot of questions. I feel like I do anyway. Um, this is great. <laughs> so I, I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is the more of us, I think, that are out there um, speaking about profits and, and, you know, not necessarily disregarding bookkeeping, because we all know garbage in, garbage out. So we don't mind picking up that work if we need to, but really emphasizing, you know, that they should be looking at us as consultants, you know, because so many times whenever you get to your CPA, they only think, okay, help me save a few bucks in taxes or, you know, count what I did last month, you know, that's really all. And then they'll go and they'll pay somebody that's just kind of a fly by night. Um, albeit maybe great comes with a binder that's a foot, you know, a foot deep and weighs 30 pounds and says, Hey, this is what you should do. And this is why. And then they just kind of, you know, fly away. Um, and we're like, wait a minute, like, 
we know all about you and have been working with you for like four or five years. We can help you do that. So yeah, really the inspiration and, and yet yeah, enjoyed hearing a little bit about that. Um, the reason why we are such an open book is because we do think, you know, the future of accounting is, is really just having so many more of us out there that, you know, clients just demand it, you know, and I think they're starting to uh, finally, which is nice. Yes, yes, I think so too. I now have clients that um, they want to know if we're providing, well, now they know since we've kind of been around for a while, but before they really wanted to know at some point, are we truly providing consulting services um, based on their finances or are they just going to receive a financial binder or a financial report each month? And truly, they really still don't know what to do with it. It just looks like a piece of paper with numbers on it. So I think the more that more accountants adapt to the advisory um, part of the business, I think it, it would be great for the small business industry. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I always tell the story, but you know, when I, I worked in big industry before coming to, to summit and, you know, the companies I worked at had a, a 20 person finance department and a 15 person accounting department. Whenever they had a question, they knew where to go. They would hop in our office and just say, okay, let's, let's run this out. What happens if we, if we do this, what's it going to look like for our business? And at the time I was like, how, what, what does the $2 million mom and pop shop have to make these decisions for themselves? So I do think it's the, it's definitely the future of the industry, which is why I'm, I'm glad that we um, have offered the course and help um, help the small businesses out there. So um, my next question for you is, is I think one of the biggest challenges in this space is what we call the silver bullet effect. You know, we, we always talk about how every meeting you feel like you have to bring great advice to, or you have to come in and, and have the best meeting ever. So I'm, I'm curious, do you feel that way? Like you have to, every meeting you have with your clients, you have to bring this awesome tip that's going to change their life. Or if you don't feel that way, how have you prevented um, yourself from falling into that trap? To be honest, before I enrolled in the course, I felt that way. Um, but I remember, I can't remember if it was a fireside chat or I was watching a video, but Adam, you mentioned on the video that you start with like a general question, you know, how, how has sales been? How has the business been? And then you let it flow from there. And that's what I started doing as well. So I'll have some information, but I don't feel like I just have to have five strategies for you to implement right now. It's it's just a conversation. And what I realized is that my clients, they love that because sometimes we're just talking about the challenges in their business and I'm giving them advice about that. And then we're come, we've come to an hour or so and they're like, okay, we're done, you know, <laughs> but they feel like they've received guidance. Yeah, oftentimes yeah. it's it's just someone to talk to, right? That's, I, I say that another example of my my former life was you kind of always saw the CEO and the CFO walking down the halls together. Like that's our goal is again, even if we're talking not necessarily finance stuff, just to have someone to talk to. And I think that's, that really is key is to have someone to talk to that cares about your business and knows about your business. And sometimes it's crazy where those conversations go. And like to Adam's point that he said in the video is it's really just about having those good questions, having those good questions that will lead to, you know, figuring out what's going on in their business. So that, that, that definitely helps that approach yeah good rumblers always help sometimes I freak them out and you know I'll go in there and be like what the heck happened last month and he'll be like what do you mean and then you know I'll be like you did awesome and they're like oh yeah blah 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 you know and then you know just kind of go and then yeah that'll start a 15-20 minute conversation all on its own right you'll learn about other stuff but I think that's the important other lesson too is like 
just not to stay in the numbers too long. People will tune you out. So you really got to focus high level just on the conversation and about the business. And then, of course, through a financial lens, right? That's what we do. So we have the numbers to be able to speak to and back up what we're saying. But if you don't do that, um, then that's kind of tough. I mean, obviously, you've, you've nailed the marketing. Um, you know, again, love the background, and like the ideas, yeah. awesome. I don't see the trademark on there, so I guess we can start using that too. I don't see the little, I don't see the sign. I uh, have we, it. It's I pending. Have it. Yeah, I have it. This is an old banner, so I have oh, okay. it, but our trademark okay. just came through, I think, in January. I'm so excited. Oh. All right. Well, we can officially show the video then. Nobody can have, nobody can have it. Um, but have you have you found the need or the want to like find a, a, a niche and really kind of focus in or are you still pretty much staying kind of industry agnostic and, and kind of a broad stroke? Well, I've always struggled with picking a niche um, because I feel like I can help everyone. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I, as of the last about year, I've been focusing heavily on consulting firms um, and not really any specific one, but just consulting firms, service-based consulting firms. And that has worked really well for us so far. So I think I'll stay on that path because it makes me feel comfortable enough to say that there are enough business owners in that industry and not, I don't know, not just boil it down to just one particular industry. I don't know if that makes sense, but I've always struggled with picking a niche. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty normal. I mean, for for us, I mean, and sometimes it happens accidentally, right? You're going to find somebody that you just really enjoy working with. You're interested about the industry and you just want to learn more about it and you just naturally kind of understand it. And, and maybe that's you for the consulting firms. And I would agree with you. I'm always like, oh, but, and, and it really does. I mean, honestly, like the the service, the VCFO service to small businesses it, it does apply to every industry. It's just a matter of, you know, can you be the master of every industry? And that's really sometimes, and that's a, that's been a learning lump for us and especially me. I think I can fix everybody and you're right. I think I can help everybody. And then you get in and you're like, I'm just apparently not that person for that industry. You know what I mean? Cause either the, the client was challenging or the circumstance, you know, that you really needed to be on site or some, or they just needed way more of, of, you know, sometimes they just need to hire internally. So I think, uh, I think that's definitely been, been tough. So just hang in there and you'll, you'll find one or two or three and we take everybody. We really do. Cause for us, um, I'm not going to say we're industry agnostic cause we obviously niche down pretty heavy, but, um, it's almost like, the client profile is just as important. Somebody that's tech savvy and open-minded. Yes, yes, yes. I did do that. I, I did the client profile, actually have it here on my wall. Um, and I asked them questions that will determine if they fit the client profile. And then if they do, um, and the discovery session is like great and our energy, we're, we're syncing together, then I'm open to at least trying it. Um, if they're open to trying it, if they're not a consulting firm. 
Yeah, you should yeah. you should see some of the clients that Adams brings my way. He's like, hey, I got this this great client. Here's here's what here's what's gonna take. And I'm like, so we're gonna put a full time CFO in that client, Adam, or what? <laughs> so like, yeah, Adam Adam definitely has a little bit of that in him where he can fix everybody. So uh, they're 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 all great people, and it's fun. And sometimes those challenges are cool, and you learn a lot of cool stuff from them. But yes, the rest of the team might want to kill you if you. Um, but you know, I think you made a good point in something that, that I do sometimes that I think that clients really love to hear is sometimes I flip the script and I make it about me for a minute. I say, well, what I look for is this and this and this. And if you're not that person, you really don't want to work with me. You know what I mean? And then I'll even take it a step further and I'll, I'll put it back on them in terms of the time commitment. I'll be like, you have to meet with me you know, once a week doing this and this. And if you don't do that, total waste of your money. Like, don't even bother. And they're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I didn't say I wouldn't meet with you. Like, that sounds like no big deal. So just even that psychology on the on the sales pitch um, seems to almost like draw them closer to you. You know, they're just like, no, 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 I want this, you know, so. And I do that as well. I tell them, I say, um, you have to meet with us at least once a month. And if you don't meet with us once a month, then we reserve the right to basically end the agreement. And I remember having one client and she was like, I just don't have the time. And I did the exact same thing. I said, well, we're probably not the firm for you. And she said, well, no, Octavia, I really, really want to work with you. That client has not missed one meeting. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's important for sure to have that, um, have that meeting time and have that space where you can, where you can chat with them. Um, So I think that that is really important. Can you tell us a little bit about those meetings? I'd love to hear what you're talking about. Is it just financial statements or is it, you know, like Adam said, the question, or are you talking forecasts? I'm just kind of curious about your meeting cadence and what your, what your goals are with those meetings. So I actually kind of adapted some of the cadence from the course, and then I always try to put my little spin on it. Um, But I usually start by asking them, you know, how has business been? How has sales been? You know, what are some things that you've done really well? And what are some things that you did not do really well so that we can fix those? I'll start like that, and I'll just let them talk. And then we'll go into, depending on what we're meeting about, we may start discussing the past but I always tell my clients during every meeting we are not going to stay stuck on the past it has happened let's learn from it and move on so we'll talk about that and I will sometimes for some of my clients that's long-winded I'll time it like when they start talking I'll tell them the timer is going and when it dings we have to move on Um, and then we will always forecast we always look towards the future and then one of the things that I do with all of my clients when they first start is that we map out a plan for the next 12 months so I always like to track where are you versus where you should be and how do we bridge the gap between those two places by the time we do that the meeting is over yeah that's 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 good I don't know so What's a what's some what's a tip you could give somebody that's listening that is thinking about you know kind of doing what we do like what's what's one of those learning lumps or one of those little secrets you could give away Well I would say first have confidence I think it takes a lot of confidence to be a financial advisor to tell someone what to do with their money 
I think that takes a lot of confidence. And then I guess after that, I would say have your systems in place um, because it's not just bookkeeping. You are financially advising someone. And then if you are doing the bookkeeping as well, that has to be in order for you to provide, I feel like in-depth financial expertise. So you wanna have your back office in order. Yeah. Those are great tips. Yeah, I know. I think that, yeah. that definitely makes sense. Obviously, you know, we've heard of this podcast before. I'm the systems guy. So I love you talking about having the processes in place because I think that is important. And, and like you said, I love the way you you approach each of the meetings and, and really having a um, walking away with the, the plan versus the forecast. I think that's something that it took us a while to get there, Adam. I and mean, we talked a lot about budget. We talked a lot about forecast, but to revisit that plan and, and, and doing that up front. Um, can you go a little bit more into your onboarding with clients? So when you take on a brand new client, what, what is the steps it takes to get them into your systems and to get them into your um, software and tools? And how do you approach that? Well, the first thing, they have to complete the client enrollment form, of course, so that we can get information from them. And then once they complete the form, they are assigned a bookkeeper. And the bookkeeper, their sole purpose is to make sure that their accounting system is up to date. And once we have that approval, if we're doing forecasting for them, um, we will then import that into the forecasting system that we use. And I will then go, because right now I'm the virtual CFO for everyone. So I would then look at the historicals and I would map out ideally where I think the client is going to go within the next 12 months. And then we schedule the planning meeting and the meeting is usually about three hours, give or take, where we sit down and I tell them after I ask them several questions. And the one thing I tell my clients is that I am going to get all in your business. So just be prepared. And I'm going to ask you some questions that you're probably not going to want to answer, but this is a no judgment zone. And then I proceed to get all in their business and I just ask them financial questions, personal and business related because they are congruent and we map out this plan for the next 12 months. And that's pretty much it. Wow, that's I'm it, impressed. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A three hour meeting. Wow. That's, that's impressive. You definitely are confident in what we, in what we are doing here. <laughs> yeah, I love awesome. it. I absolutely love it. But we take breaks in between. So we'll take a break and then they're virtual. So I'll actually order food to be delivered to wherever they are. And we just make it a financial day almost. That's a great that's idea. Cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty inventive and, and cool for sure. So we're, we're getting a little close on time here. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw our email address out there. You know, obviously we love having great guests like Octavia on here. And we also want to answer people's questions. I know a lot of people are probably interested in the course we're talking about here or interested in, um, you know, just one topic maybe we talked about. So we'd love to have a, an email from you. Just shoot us an email over and the email address is CPA at summitcpa.net. Again, CPA at summitcpa.net. So um, now that the email address is out there, Octavia, I'm gonna give you one last chance, final thoughts for, for our listeners of things they need to know in order to, um, to do, have the success that you're having. I would say first thing, um, take the course, enroll in the course. <laughs> I think that is number one. And number two, just, just do it. Just go and just start and learn from your mistakes. Adam just sent you a Venmo to, for plugging the course. So he, yeah, he appreciates that. So yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Adam, any uh, final thoughts from you? Uh, no, I just, you know, just to memorialize it, just to push it off on something we would do for a client. Um, Octavia, what is, what does Octavia look like five years from now? What does say yes to profits look 
look like? Have you thought that far ahead for yourself? Yes, I'm looking on my board in front of me. <laughs> and Say Yes to Profits has about 10 to 15 team members. Um, and we are a internationally known company. Um, and I think that's about as far as I got. It's <laughs> awesome. No, that's good. I mean, so many times we forget to do that kind of stuff for ourselves. So it's cool to hear that that you do have it on the board and, you know, just like we tell the clients, you write it down, it happens. So got to remember to do it for ourselves. So I'm, I'm going to want to have you back on this podcast. And I think when I'm going to want to have you back on is when you hire that um, next CFO. So I think that's a very challenging time is to find the next Octavia and how that's going to work. So I promise you, we'll have you back on and make sure you reach out to me when that happens. Cause I want to hear about that experience and, and kind of the, um, how it worked for you. I sure will, because that, that makes me nervous um, <laughs> to let that part go. I feel like that part is my baby. <laughs> um, I just love meeting with clients and advising them. So to let it go and to have an Octavia number two, think that's going to be a challenge i'm going to do it when the time comes but <laughs> he will definitely do it <laughs> yeah yeah let us know because yeah we'd like to love to hear about how it goes awesome well th thanks for joining the show you did a great job i think our listeners are going to love this one so um thank you so much for joining us yeah no take care thank you. thanks Enjoy this episode? Visit our website at summitcpa.net to get more tips and strategies for achieving modern CPA firm success. We're here to be a resource in this ever-changing industry.